media ministry of Cornerstone Church. You can listen to this and other messages on our website at www.corner-stone.org or by subscribing to our podcast. Years ago, I had a buddy in church and... uh... He made a statement one night that just made me kind of pause and reflect. He was one of the godliest men that I know, and uh, his life reflected uh, Christ in, in, in just about every way possible. And yet when we were talking, he said, you know, Bobby, I, I struggle sometimes. He said, I have no problem whatsoever that Christ would come and die for the sins of the world. He said, the problem that I have oftentimes is thinking that Christ would come for me. Sometimes we think about this joy that was proclaimed by the angels and we think of it in, in this universal sense that, okay, Christ is going to come and, and yes, uh, he's going to bring the world joy. And yet sometimes I think when the promises of God get down to the personal, that sometimes that's where the disconnect comes for many of us. Not that God would love this world, not that God would send his son, but that God would love us. And that he would send a savior to us in a personal way. As we've talked about joy for the, the last four weeks, I think it's easy to imagine that perhaps that God has promised this joy for the collective body of believers, that those who have placed their trust and faith in that finished work of Christ, that, that they can have this joy. But sometimes I think that in the darkness of the night or sometimes in the struggle of our own personal lives, we wonder, okay, is this promise really for me? And that God would do this kind of for the collective church, but can God give me that joy? There was a promise made in Luke chapter 2, right after the passage that Mr. Joe read before. And by this time, Christ has been born, and the proclamation of this joy for the world has been made. And, and now Mary and Joseph, as was the custom in that day, They took their son and they were committing him and they went to the the temple there. And as they presented Christ in that temple, there was a man by the name of Simeon. And Simeon was a Jew and so he was this part of this collective people of God. And yet God had made Simeon a personal promise. Luke chapter 2 verse 25 Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. These promises that I read for you before in Isaiah, Zechariah, they were given to God's people, and yet God spoke personally to Simeon and said, you personally will not die until you see this Messiah. I want you to know this evening that these promises of God, they are made to to believers and and they're made and sometimes we can accept them really easily when it's kind of this collective bunch of all these people, the church and those that proclaim that they are Christians and have put their faith in, in God. But sometimes we have this disconnect that, okay, is that promise really good for me in my dilemma, in my situation? I can't imagine how many times you and I have probably put an asterisk by the promises of God, that we read this beautiful promise, and then it's almost like we want to put an asterisk there, like, but except for this time, 
because of my sin or because of this or whatever the, the, the calamity in your life might be. God made a promise to Simeon. And on this day, that promise, that personal promise, that he would not die until he saw the Lord's Christ came true. Verse 27. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of law, he took him up in his arms, and he blessed God, and he said, Now, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your words. For my eyes have seen your salvation. My eyes have seen your salvation. Yes, those, the, the people, of God's people, the Jewish people, they, they saw this Messiah. And, and yes, this promise came and, and there's this collective body and there's this whole world that God is blessing with this Messiah. And yet it's personal. It's personal, guys. And that day, this personal promise from God, you, you won't pass, you won't die until you see this f- promise fulfilled. Can you imagine what Simeon did? This great artist, uh, I, I don't know that you can see it, but there's a tear coming from Simeon's eyes in this portrayal of this great biblical story. And I don't think it's a tear of fright. I don't think it's a, a tear of sadness. I think it's a, a tear of total joy and peace that this hope has been fulfilled. Tomorrow, the nation, the world, we'll celebrate this thing that we call Christmas. And in this collective sense, we'll kind of have this idea that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And that's good. That's biblical. We can go to John 3.16 and, and see this God who loves this world and a Savior who came to die for all that would put their trust and faith in him. But don't forget that the promise and the fulfillment is personal. Christ came for you. And these promises about how we can have joy in our life and how we can have peace and and hope and how he can totally transform our lives from one way to another way, it's personal. Yes, it has a collective sense, the body of Christ, the church. But next time that you want to put an asterisk by the promises of God, Next time when you're tempted to think, well, this is true for that person because, you know, they're really good people and and it's good for that person because, you know, things seem to be just going their way. And you want to put that little asterisk by the promises of God. I pray that you would remember our little story tonight. And you would say, no, this this is a promise that God has made for me. Because God is a personal God. And he said, when he said, "I, I... You don't have to live in fear. That was made for me. When he said that your sins are forgiven, that was made for me. And so this Christmas, I pray that you will see that what a gift that God has given to this world. What a joy, an unspeakable joy that he has allowed us to have in our lives because of the finished work of Christ. But when you sing a song that talks about joy to the world, when you sing other Christmas carols that talk about this universal sense of Christ coming in in a beautiful way to a world. Realize that these promises, these prophecies, 
were meant for you. Let's pray. Father, we love you and we thank you that you're a personal God. That you are a God that gives joy, unspeakable joy. And Father, it's easy for us to understand that and, and this whole collective kind of mindset of that you're a God of who is called a people. In the Old Testament, we see you call out these the Jewish people, Father, and you make a nation. And Father, in the New Testament, for all those that would place their trust in their faith, Father, in you, Father, so that they would be able to, to come and be forgiven. Father, as your word says, that all of our sins would be placed on Christ and all of his righteousness imputed to us. Father, help us to understand that while there are many, many, many who have seen that promise come true, have seen the fulfillment all that you did through Christ, Father, help us never, 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 Father, be tempted to put an asterisk by even one single promise because you gave them to us personally. So, Father, this evening we can talk about a peace, an unspeakable joy, a hope that we have. Even if things are not really going right in our lives right now, your promises are true. So, Father, help us to to sing and proclaim this, even by song tonight. A joy, an unspeakable joy that we can have through Christ Jesus. We love you and we thank you, Father, as we pray all this in the hope that is Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening today. We hope this message was a blessing to you. To learn more about our church or our media ministry, you can visit us online at www.corner-stone.org or find us on Facebook.